Hello, I'm Sally Morgan. I'm Executive Director of the Mental Health Association that serves Fauquier and Rappahannock counties. Now, when talking about mental health, the um, average delay between someone experiencing symptoms for the first time and actually getting treatment is a full 10 years. And that's largely owing to stigma. With addiction, the stigma is much stronger. I think that's because traditionally people have looked at addiction as a moral failing or a matter of willpower, but we now know that it is a disease. It is a brain disorder where substances actually chemically alter the brain and its processes. So it needs to be viewed as a chronic illness and treated like any other chronic illness with appropriate initial treatment and lots of ongoing support. Well, in addition to stigma, there are other barriers that could keep people from asking for help. First of all, it may take a long time for someone to realize that they actually have a problem, that their use of substances is impacting their lives in a way that is problematic for them, or to admit that. And then it can be a long time after that before someone is ready to actually change. Uh, the other things that, that may be barriers are just finding treatment when you are ready to change, finding appropriate and affordable treatment. Medicaid is covering a wider range of addiction services. Private insurance, not so much. Um, and they, it just can be very hard for particular treatments like medication-assisted treatment, which is a proven uh, approach for opioid addiction. Uh, the actual cost of that can be problematic. So cost, availability, um, recognition of the problem. And the other thing I would say is, you know, it's just hard. It's hard work overcoming addiction. So that's one reason we put such a premium on prevention. So what a person should look for if you're concerned about someone you think may have a substance use problem or actually um, be addicted to a substance, you might first consider risk factors. So one of the biggest risk factors is a genetic predisposition. So knowing what your family history is is important and knowing how susceptible you might be to addiction. Another factor is the age at which one first is exposed to drugs or alcohol. We now know that um, if you first experiment with drugs at age 13, you have a 70% chance of becoming addicted in the next five to seven years. If that first use occurs at age 17, that risk is reduced to 27%, which is still significant, but as you can see, much different from the, the risk at age 13. So early first use is a high risk factor. Another one would be the presence of another mental health disorder, um, suffering from severe anxiety. We often find that people come to substances to self-medicate for those kinds of problems. The specific warning signs would be things like craving for a substance, increasing use, increasing tolerance over time, um, certainly withdrawal symptoms, uh, behavioral symptoms like uh, not fulfilling commitments due to substance use, or a um, an sort of an obsession uh, or hyper-focus uh, on, on obtaining uh, or using or recovering from use. Um, another warning sign would be continued use 
even after a recognition that there are negative consequences for your work, your relationships, etc. So if you see those warning signs, the best thing to do is engage that individual in conversation, talking openly and honestly about what you see, what you observe, um, how their behavior is affecting you, etc. People may not be ready to talk. There's a real readiness cycle. And what you may find is a, a needing to come back to the subject multiple times. Uh, when someone is ready to talk and is ready to seek help, then the other obvious thing would be helping them locate local resources to, to address their, their issue. Well, the ideal prevention program, first of all, would involve the entire community. We'd be talking about young people, parents, uh, teachers, law enforcement, physicians, uh, faith communities. That's one reason, by the way, that we put a lot of stock here at the Mental Health Association in um, offering mental health first aid classes. We've now trained over 1,700 people. Those classes address both mental health issues and substance use and help people understand um, the illnesses, help them know what to look for, what the signs and symptoms are, uh, to feel confident in reaching out to someone they think may be struggling, and know how to help that person get help. So something that helps the entire community really understand the nature of addiction, the fact that it is a, a chronic illness and needs to be viewed in that way and treated in that way, um, so that everybody knows that recovery is possible, everybody knows where to turn for help. Uh, there are uh, so many ways in which we can help people avoid the traps of addiction. One is to have other ways to manage stress so that we're not using substances um, in, as a sort of negative coping strategy. Uh, another one is avoiding that first use of drugs and alcohol at an early age. Other ones have to do with just finding natural sources of stimulation and highs. There was a wonderful program in Iceland where they had a terrible problem with alcohol addiction among their, their young people. And they implemented a government program where they actually funded not treatment programs, but programs that helped young people find what really turned them on, whether it was sports or drama or whatever, and funded those things, finding those natural highs, they have completely reversed the trend of alcohol use among young people in Iceland. So ways in which we can um, find other coping strategies, uh, I think are one of the biggest prevention tools that we have. fuckyear.com